February 10, 2016. It's Watt from Pedro's show.
Live from Pedro Show. Very warm February, brother man. Yeah, February man. 10th, it's like and it is what? Taste of summer. Almost 90? Yeah. Taste of summer. Yeah. It's kind of better than what, summer. A couple days. Right? We're in yeah. like third or fourth of this. Yeah, at the beach and uh, yeah. big waves last week washed the beach away, so it's all. There was a lot. Gone. Yeah, the other side of the breakwater had mud all over, and uh, God, that plane went down. Those yeah, two yeah, planes. two planes crashed. Had some action. Did you guys hear about that? Yes. Yeah. We did. Very sad. Uh, I guess they were older people. Yeah. We were they just found, talking found about one that. One plane's worth. I think Bo- the other plane's still missing. Them. Both were supposed to be from. Uh, Torrance. Yeah, or Dirk. Yeah. Zamperini. Yeah, yeah, Zamperini. Zamperini Field. They had a movie about them. That's right. That's right. Um, Brother Matt, we, we have guests today. Yeah. And Arthur Steve Reed, welcome to Pedro, the Fletcher Point Love Grotto here. Brother <laughs> Matt, at the Wild Kingdom on the Watt from Pedro show. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for having us. Very good. Right. Uh, we start with John Coltrane doing the Invisible, but then some brand new music's from you guys. Los Pistoles Coyotes. Yes. Blanca Piscata. Oh. Cat. Can you tell me uh, your earliest music memory? My earliest music memory of anything was... Yeah. Uh, you probably can lift that master of... Oh, Shea Stadium when my mother took me to see the Beatles. Wow, cool. And Shea then Stadium, so that's... Uh, 64. In New York City. Yes, I'm from the East Coast originally, okay, from New so Jersey. Okay, so 64, you mean your first music... You can remember is going to a gig. Yes. Wow, very cool. Best gigs to go to. Yeah, yeah. but it, I, you could not hear anything, and I was like... <laughs> How old were you? I was like six. Six. Yeah, and I remember I was really pissed off because um, I thought we were going like to the circus, and I would get a turtle like I always did, <laughs> or uh, one of those little, uh, what are they so called? So it wasn't your idea to go. No, it wasn't my idea to go. It was my mother's idea. Yeah. And I went there several Pretty times. Good idea, I got to see the Supremes there, too. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of gigs there. Yeah, they had a lot of shows there. I've seen, ever since I was very young, I was into music. And at seven, I knew what I wanted to do. And I think at seven, I bought my first record. What was it? So it was like uh, Hermits, Hermits, or uh, something like that, or Paul Revere and the Raiders. And then it was after that, it was like, like the Beatles. Right? No, we got albums. albums. Wow, okay. My mom was really well. Uh, because in those days, AM radio was pretty big. And yeah, that was all there was. Yeah. That was all there was. But I was also very fortunate. I grew up in a college town, and on Saturdays, they played uh, blues. What Nothing you mean a radio but station. A radio yeah, station. Yeah. And it was, uh, and that's where a lot of uh, the influences I had came from. Was yeah. that particular station? There's not a lot from the radio those days. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid growing up, it was like they had FM, but you couldn't get it, really. And then they had um, uh, AM, and I used to listen to WABC, which came out of New York City. Yeah. And I used to listen to the cousin Brucey show, Bruce Morrow. So that was about it. Cool things. Yeah, they played good music. WABC used to play pretty good music, you know. But then, like I said, if you could get FM stations, like uh, you get the, then the college had a station. I lived in Princeton, New Jersey, so Princeton had a college station. When every Saturday they had nothing Prince, but rhythm and blues. You know about Princeton, brother man? 
I wouldn't expect Princeton dudes to be hip to cool. But you know it goes way like, back. Yeah, you know yeah. started that school? Um, ben Franklin. Yeah. You know what they got in that area, too, in New Jersey? They only have left-hand turn lanes. Really? No. No, what they got is this right-hand turn lane they call a jug handle that puts you around wow. to the other side to bring you about. You know what I'm Could saying? Be. Yeah, yeah. It's like it puts you on, on the other side of the wow. intersection. Yeah, it's trippy. That's Princeton. It's one of the only frat gigs I ever did. What, what I played frat, a frat house, house at, yeah. at Princeton? Wow. Yeah, this my, fraternity my uncle had us play, and uh, yeah, I can't say I've played many fraternity parties, <laughs> but I did do one, and cool. it was at Princeton. So. I know. People don't realize that that part of New Jersey, very rural, very pretty. Yes, it's not all of New Jersey is not what you see across the water from New York City, uh, the industrial New York part. So it was a garden state. Actually, total garden state. In fact, if you look at it, it looks like California miniaturized and flipped over. Wow. Yeah, it's got an angle to it, but the other way. Uh. And they've got a huge shoreline. And I, we've played, uh, Steve Reed. Yeah. yeah. And yes. We played in, uh, where's Springsteen from? Asbury Park. Asbury Park. And, uh, yeah, there, there was a whole, I guess people would have summer pads. On the shoreline, the Jersey, what they yeah. call the Jersey uh-huh. Shore. Some of it's beat up. You could tell it had better days. Other part is like the hill here. You wouldn't believe. Spendy, uh-huh. big time. So I, th- I think people should let go of the stereotypes. You got New it's Jersey, it's not out. ugly at all. Yeah. Princeton's a very, it's a, a revolutionary town. It's like one of the houses I lived in was probably built in the 1700s, like the mid-1700s. And... Uh, it was very it's pretty. not too far from Trenton. And Trenton is where That's the capital. Washington came across. Uh-huh. Got, they were in England. They were working for England. They're called Hessians. Oh, yeah. It was Christmas. I guess you weren't supposed to do that on Christmas Day. But I guess when you're weaker, you cheat. <laughs> but that's Trenton. You know, Andrew Weiss is Trenton. He played bass in uh, Henry's. Uh, actually, Greg's gone, then Henry's. So back to your music in school. Did you have music friends, or was this just a woman alone at home thing? Oh, with your mom. Um. Well. Pr- well, pretty much, it's like I have. It seems guys like they get together, get in a garage, start making. Bands. Y- yeah, guys do, and with ladies, it's a little different. It was a lot different, and I mean, I knew, like I said, at a very early age, I wanted to write. And I wanted to write music, also. I wanted to write books. I wanted to write music. Anything to do with that you know, field I was interested in. And um, I was just fortunate enough, like, my mom was very well, um, I don't know, versed, I guess, in music. I got to meet some very interesting people through her. I got to meet Duke Ellington twice in my life. So I met him when I was nine years old going to Aspen, Colorado. What kind of impression do you have of him I was like, my mother said, do you know who you're meeting? And I said, no. And she said, this is Duke Ellington. He's like one of the all-time jazz greatest. And I said, oh, really? And this man was impeccably dressed, very well-spoken, and just you, you sort of just kind of were in awe of this person. And it's like he put it out his hand to shake you know, hands with me. And then about 15 years maybe later, I meet him again, or 10 years later, actually, it would have been. Not even less. I met him at, again at UCSD, and he remembered me oh. from this air, airplane that we had taken into uh, Aspen. 
because we flew out of a, the airport in Denver and flew into Aspen, Colorado. And he got, I didn't get to see him then, but I got to see him play at UCSD. And that was his last show. Aztec. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, US, UCSD is La Jolla. Yes, that's, yeah. where, I, I, that's yeah. where I wound up going to high school. Yeah, Raz, Texas, Cal State. So yeah, yeah, you know, thanks, Steve. You know that stuff. Okay, let's get back to your music. So you got to meet, yeah, that's a powerhouse. Money Tree, great record with uh, Mr. Mingus, Mr. Roach. Yeah. Uh, Money Joe. Uh, he also did one with his rhythm section and John Coltrane's rhythm sections. They uh -huh. traded. Yeah, very interesting. But uh, well, what about cats playing with? That started actually, I started playing with people when I was on the East Coast, and I was like 13, but... So like junior high. Yeah, but a lot of people, you see, the problem I had was I didn't get an opportunity to really uh, ground myself with anybody, because as soon as I was 13 years old, I got sent away to boarding schools. And I got kicked out of three of them, and unfortunately, by then, my mother had moved out here, and they put me on a plane and shot me over here, and I was happy as hell because I got to spend the rest of my time in La Jolla, which was, at that time, back in, like, the late 70s, mid-70s, it was a tiny little town, just like Pedro is. It didn't have all this nouveau riche in it. You know, it was great, you know. We didn't drive beamers to school. We rode our bikes, you know. And you found people to play with? Yes, I, I found uh, in one particular one that I stayed with for, what, over 20-some-odd years was uh, Brian Hansen, right. who became my guitar Legal player and Legal Weapon. Wow, let's get get to that. But uh, some, what, what we got here? Something with Bro Steve, Schemers, yeah. Sylvia. Oh, cool. Millions of 
there's anyone out there heard of Jimmy Boyle? This one's for him because he's one of my heroes. Next to the craze.
Off for Pedro show, we heard uh, schemers, Sylvia Jankusa. We were just getting in line, but Steve says, uh, the engineers know each other. Both the projects. Oh, no, 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 they don't. I'm they saying don't. That they're both like geniuses in their own right. That's so how they're connected. You got yes. to be on two sessions with genius. Yes, so okay. extremely, uh, yeah, very grateful. And uh, as for Steve doing the uh, bass there, but uh, with the Pistola's music director. I'm the music director. Yeah, he, he made it happen. <laughs> he really made it happen. And we heard Luther Toby with uh, Sperry Express, Dan Kaufman after that Black Forest. Big Crux, Duplenty Shuffle, Tomato maybe. Ch uh, Cherie from Fruity, Bad News Perfume, Baron Whitfield and the Savages. I'm in a rut by the Ruts, live. Cool. Rude Boy Instrumental, Mr. Tom Tobacco from Pittsburgh. Finally, John Truby, when Big Tiny comes to town. Okay, back on your music adventure, Cat. So, this is where you meet Brian in La Jolla. Right. And, um... Is this where the weapon starts, or is there a band before the weapon? No, there was a band before Legal Weapon. There were a lot of little false starts and stuff. And what, what basically what happened was we did bands in high school, and then I went to college. And while I was up here, it was like I kept in touch with Brian because by then he had become my boyfriend. I didn't want to stay in college. I wanted to play music. He moves up to L.A., and I leave school. I was going to Pepperdine out in Malibu, and I just left. And my parents were, like, livid because, you know, it's like, you know, all of their kids go to school. That's what yeah, we're yeah. supposed to do. Both of my parents. Yeah, well, both of my parents, they she taught. Got you into music. <laughs> they they were academics, Sorry, so that's what you got to do. You got to go to school, and you got to, sure. you know. Live that good life. So I didn't do that, and um, I started, uh, the first band I was in, like, that did anything, I guess, was in Los Angeles, and I, uh, I guess it was the Silencers, and this is going back to 79. Okay. The punk scene was out. I had gone to The Mask. I remember coming up from La Jolla going to The Mask to see shows, and then I came up to school, go to school here, and there were shows going on, and it was it was wonderful, you know. It was oh, like that whole scene. Is that the first time you played in front of people? Uh, no, it wasn't the first time because I played well, in front was, of yeah. people in high school. But as far as like a band, yeah, and playing yeah. in clubs, yes. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? In original songs, writing songs. Well, the. This was the thing, like I said, I always wanted to write. Yeah. The guy that was uh, in the band with us was uh, Steve Rayner. He was in a band called Shock. Yeah. You might remember them. Sure. Okay, and I remember seeing Shock play at the Troubadour, a, and they had a singer. Merch, a little bit merch. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but I remember when somebody threw a dead pigeon at the, the singer, yeah. and he ran off stage. And how many singers do you know their mothers go to every show? Come on. Not a lot. No, not a lot. The man was in tears. And at that point, Steve Rayner said, that's it, I'm not playing with these guys anymore. And he started the silencers up, and they had a guy singing for them originally. And I came in, tried out, because it wasn't working out. And he said, oh, yeah, okay. And I think I played in that band for a year, and then uh, we wanted to write our own material. It became a conflict of interest because we only got had like a couple of songs, and he would write the rest of the material. Yeah. 
Because it is bad. Yeah, it was his band. You want band. to start your own band initially with the weapon. Right. The weapon. And then the weapon came up, and what happened was Patricia Morrison. Yeah. She's from the Bags people. Yeah, and Actually, the Damned. I think Vanian. Yeah, well, they're married. Vanian. Yeah, Patricia Vanian. They have a daughter together. And uh, Patricia uh, started up with me and Brian and uh, Charlie Vartanian who at the time was like 17 and was our drummer. Wow. And uh, we tried a bunch of different guitar players. That didn't really work out. And then we did our first EP yeah. with a guy named Alex uh, Murphy who was in Viva Beat. Yeah. He produced it. He May he rest in peace. Yeah. And uh, that's how Legal Weapon got started. And that was about like 1980. And you guys are like living up in Hollywood. Right. We were living in Hollywood. Well, actually, we were living out kind of by Universal Studios on the no street. Val. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really the valley. It's like in between. Okay. It was like we lived on Fredonia, which is really oh, funny yeah, yeah. because it's a country in a Marx Brothers <laughs> film. <laughs> right. I think. Uh, yeah. So we lived on Fredonia. Animal it, crackers. Yeah, it's where it's where uh, Lancashire dead ends. And what was Fredonia, really great? Groucho Marx is like running a country. Uh, and it's Fredonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we lived on a street called Fredonia. I, I think Horse Feathers is where he's Professor Wagstaff. Uh. <laughs> but uh, you know what? We were really fortunate because uh, Parliament Funkadelic lived right down the street from us. Yeah. And it used to trip me out because I'd see, i go, go, who are all these women going up the hill? You know, they're in plaits and these strange looking people with their clothes and their hair and their thing. And I'm like, who is this? And then we hear this music, and I'm like, my God, these guys are great. And I go, who the hell is this? It's like Parliament Funkadelic. You hear them jamming all the time? Yeah. They, wow. were rented, they rented a house right on the corner. Oh, wow. And so we got to hear them. But, yeah, we lived out there for a while. And the house we lived in, it was a shack, literally. <laughs> when I moved up there with Brian, we move in, and some motorcycle guy had lived in the place. He had ripped all the uh, insulation out of the walls. That's the best move. Oh, yeah. I was in tears. There was a coyote chained up to the fence. And I go, I, I'm lived, I, I've been living in La Jolla, and I move up to this. And I go, this is the house that your mother owned? You said it was a house. <laughs> all my shit is piled open. I'd say that. All my stuff's piled in the middle of the living room floor. What floor okay. was left, <laughs> you know? And when, that's where we moved and we Fredonia started. Shack. The Fredonia yeah. Shack. <laughs> yeah. But that's where the silencers lived, yeah, started lived, uh, and legal weapons started tell, there. Like Ishmael. Yeah. Okay. So, so. But we had many good parties there, except when Darby came in and re rearranged the house and spray painted it. You have to pay most people to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Darby Crash at that time, he would come in and spray paint anything. But, yeah. You probably had to supply the paint. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at the end of the first hour, February 10, 2016 edition off Pedro Show, Brother Matt. Here with Cat, Brother Steve. Yeah. Hold tight for hour two. February 10, 2016, it's the second hour. Watch for Pedro Show.
traten de levantar un país. Hay sangre por toda la rambla batal. Y hombres que nunca partirán. Nudo de nudos, nudo de dedos.
opravdanou nevěstu přejít černý konce přes cestu.
started the second hour off with brand new Los Pistolas Coyotes with Ghost on Second Street. Is right. That a scary song? True story? Uh, not so scary. True story. Okay. You you know some of these people that it's about. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you names do. were changed to protect the innocent? Well, names were not mentioned to protect the innocent. <laughs> Kankin heads from Finland after that with unarmed opponents. Quine from Tuggy out of Leipzig, Germany. Into the Darkness, EVL from Nagoya. Japan Familiar Miranda, Brute Nature, brand new out of Barcelona. But chili cats. Ushmedoma, brand new. Ovliki <laughs> Savage. They're Czech. And brand new uh, Belgrade. Disciplina Kichwa, Manu 27th, Koya. Much respect. So tell me about this Pistolas, Coyotes. Well, after years of playing with legal weapon and yeah. then a lot of downtime, I mean, uh, I was fortunate enough to have uh, Laura introduce me again to Rudy from The Brat. Which is a East Los Angeles, yeah, sure. Angeles band, yeah, punk Maybe band. And uh, we got together like a few years ago, a couple of years ago. And uh, Laura, may she rest in peace, yeah, that song. Laura, right? People, she lived in Pedro here. She's a homegirl from here. A lot to do. She had Feline Productions. Yeah. Had, did a lot for a lot of bands. Sure. Did a lot for me personally. And Ghost on Second is about her. It's about Shane oh, and Gypsy. Okay. So it's about several people that we lost. It seemed like we had a lot of people that, you know, we lost like Mike Atta. Yeah. Bunch of people and uh, within the last three years. Yeah. And it was to just sort of let them know that, you know, I know you guys are still here. You just didn't evaporate. I still feel them, you know. And they've left their impression forever on me. But uh, when it comes out in the Pistola Coyote, yeah, music. it's basically all my songs. That, that's the way they're written. Stephen was uh, <coughs> kind enough, I should say, to help me get the guys together for this uh, recording too. Yeah, you good know. people playing on. 
Oh, yeah. Excellent people. Alice Bag is on uh, Blanca Pescada. Yeah. And Tony. Tony Fate. Yeah. And from the Bell Rays and Black Widows and a bunch of bands. Vince. So he's been playing with you in Carnage. Yeah, he plays with the Carnage and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Vince Maroney, incredible. Vince. Yeah, Our Vince. Sex man. Well, yeah, 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 and, and Dan Kalukas. <laughs> Trumpet man. Yeah. And uh, Stephen was. Bison. Yeah, Joe and Bison. Joe Biza. He's going to be working with us on another song. We've got like about four more songs to do at least. Yeah, people, we're, we're playing you for this. Uh, That's not even show. mixed. Right, right. They're just still rough coming out. But when you get the other tunes, we'll flow them your, your way because they're really good, really good uh, going, you guys. We got Brother Matt here with some spin cyclage. Oh, cool. It's time. And uh, let's bring it, Brother Matt.
What was that all about? What what were you doing? Uh, what you why? Hell some lightning woodcock there. Yeah. Wrapping it up. And it was mostly just some stuff that needed to be dusted off. No particular <laughs> other reason than that. Stuff hadn't been getting any action for a while. <laughs> right, and if you don't use it, you lose it, right? Yeah. So you got, you know, like starting a lawnmower. Yeah. Like George would say, two beads at the end. So we're at the end of the, end of the second hour, 2016, February 10. Edition of Pedro Show, hold tight, hour three. February 10, 2016. It's the third hour of the Watford Pedro Show.
Show started the third hour off with some Los Pistoles Coyotes gun on my shoulder. Can you tell us about that, Cat? Was it gun on my shoulder or reap what you sow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we ain't played gun on my shoulder yet, people. <laughs> it's reap what you sow. Fucking music. I have to help you. Sow. Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. For a lot of reasons, not just 35 years ago. That, that. But also in the moment <laughs> here, I still can't get But let me that. help you, Mike. So what about Reap What You Saw? It's kind of a karma song, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. It's, um, that song, what were we, we were playing in a rehearsal, the youngster that uh, Mike Alvarez. Yeah. yeah, he's a great bass player. He's still a very young man. And uh, he was playing something, you know. How'd just, you meet him? How did we meet? We met him through a Sherpas in the... Ah, Tommy Sherpa, Vince Maroney. And I, I, thought, I thought, hey, bring him. We need him. We yeah, need because, him. but he plays with the Hellbats also. Yeah. Where, that's where Vince sings. Right. Yeah, and and and, uh, and uh, in fact, Steve Kopp's on this record. The singer yeah, yeah, from the Hellbats is on this. He's doing backups on, on the... The vocals okay. and all, and along with Alice Bag so, that does backups. She's on this one too. Yeah, right. she's well. She's featured on. So what about uh, this too? She's on Blanca Piscata. She's on Blanca Piscata, right? Uh, on this tune though, the youngster and I were in rehearsal, and he was playing something that he was trying to play like one of these old '60s songs, mm-hmm. and right. I don't know what it just came together. And, yeah, it was. I forget what song it was, but it was like a '60s song. I forget what song it was. Like an R&B line. It, it was. It was like God. I can't he even. Came with this part, and then uh, I don't know. Was I playing drums at the time? I might have been sitting there playing drums. I think so. Kind of worked it out, and it just became the song. And then Anthony came with the lick. Yeah, Anthony came up with the one leg. It just kind of came. Anyway, he was trying to play one song. It came up as something else, and voila. It's just been like the process of the album. Yeah, pretty well. Pretty much. I mean, it's like. Most of the songs, when I write them, it's like uh, I'll write songs of all things on a bass because I can play a bass better than guitar. Yeah. So I write the melody on a bass or I'll write like a little riff or something. I'll present it to the guys and they take it from there. Okay. And I, between the writing, generally I write with Anthony and Rudy. They're the two primaries. But the youngster came up with this riff and the next thing we know we've got this song and I put these lyrics to it. That are kind of like, you know, reap what you sow. You know, you go through life. If you go through life doing bad things, yeah. you're going to get it. So it's like a bank account. Exactly. You withdrawals or deposits. Exactly. You're an uh, external menace to detonate your hate. After that, punch the air with glory from Info Riot. King Prawn, gather round. Cosmodrome, ca, ca the cap, ca the yows. Germany, so I don't know what they were saying. Uh, these make kind of your form and subtle. That's the, one of the cats in Double Hot Spy, Joe Berardi. Yeah. 
drum man. Guy. Phenomenal. Guy. Phenomenal. Incredible cat. Yeah. You know, he knows, makes fuzz boxes, too. I shit thee not. Mm. Well, what about gigs? What, for this band? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Vanilla, and then there's the Nella. And there's so, Vanilla. So you've been, you know what? A couple weeks ago I was at Redwood. They're doing gigs again. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, basically what it is is having enough songs. Because uh, a, a few, like oh, say so a year ago. The album, then you'll have a you're song. right. Because uh, like over a year ago, like we had all, all these songs that we used to do. But I used to do some legal weapon songs. And you I don't, don't want to do that. Uh-uh. Do that. No, this is totally okay, fresh. Tell me about this gun on the shoulder. This is... Oh. Number four, you've done now. Gun on my shoulder. That is about our. That's about now and what's going on yeah. in Afghanistan. Okay. And this Which war is that it, is it our longest war, brother Matt? It's got to be. And it's yeah, that is it's as pathetic as the Vietnam War. It's longer. It's it's longer exactly, but I mean for us. I mean. For us. I mean Not for I, Uncle Ho. <laughs> From a girl in the masses Here to tell you that you can't be stagnant No breaks Cause you gotta take action And dreams are legal when they get up Most like passion I'm trying to reach the T.O.P But I hope I don't die like a fiend Just before you D Cause I need it I hope you know why If you don't just beat it like Michael You do know the mean I 
advise you to take some notes, my people. Why they are trying to love my people, control my people, knowing damn well we don't really roll like you. We know you. symbolic it seems after three these troubled times my number is written on a wall I have so much to share we are both incredibly busy but then there is no bullshit here unlike most relatives we have a lot in common my first cousin and I we support each other's work both of us work the night shift trying to rest up sometime our love for running conquers all we are strong poets and good friends no, we are more like brothers. I won't be able to visit, but I know he thinks of me. Is poetry more important than anything? You bet it is.
ginger It tastes like the best thing ever It tastes like something unknown It tastes like love It tastes like forever It tastes like it's in your bones It tastes like a shiver Come on Let's make it back, right? This song I remember, this song. 
this is shit, man. Stop it.
it up road to living just letting the demon trail behind the lich with the neck for finding beauty his body intact as a crumbling statue shoulder, those Pistolas Coyotes, think about these wars. Uh, Jack Brewer's cousin Joe Burr, speaking of sacred, with a poem writing on the wall, total clips after that out of Lyon, France, Rats in the Louvre, Louvre kind of French name, but they're from Long Beach, <laughs> buddies, World's Forgotten Sons, that's Markle, Italian Good Cat in uh, London, and Solanke from Leeds, England in a Minuteman-inspired thing called Olapito, and finally, Secret Cat with Faulty Decisions. I can't remember anything about how I got that Secret Cat. <laughs> and it don't say anything on the shit. It's Mystery. got some guy wearing a mask, and he's all naked and shit, so it's up to imagination. Thank you, Secret Cat. I think somebody in the Northwest, because after these gigs with the, my second man and, and the ex-guys, it was in the sack, so I think it came from somewhere up there. Not for sure. And that was a hell ride, Brother Matt. That's 18 hours Damn. with the storm right behind us. Man. We made it. Wow. Yeah. We get spoiled here in California. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Cat, advice, you know, all the way back from Shea Stadium to the weapon and like we were just talking about the young cat with the rap. What would you give somebody once again on this music racket thing nowadays? What advice? Well, I, I think today it's a little bit easier because of the multimedia you yeah. you have at your fingertips. Uh, I think if you have a passion for music, do it. I mean, hell, what? You've been doing it? You know? Yeah, I'm not that young guy asking you. I'm just pretending somebody is. Right. <laughs> but for, yeah. I know what you mean, though. You, mean you gotta yeah. have a, kind of a. You have to have a passion for yeah. it. Without music for me, I, I feel like I'm dead. Yeah. You know? And uh, 
I, you know, it doesn't just stop because you get older. You know, that's younger. And you get younger. Yeah. So younger, for less any younger. Any, any, anybody, yeah, less younger. <laughs> anybody in in. Uh, Nobody gets old. We just get less younger. That's right. Okay. <laughs> but uh, anybody doing but somebody music? who is in the young days. That's what I'm talking about. And you were talking to them. What could you like hand down? Just, or can you hand down? Maybe yeah, you can tell them to out. hand down. You find your passion. Yeah. You write about it, and you don't get discouraged. Yeah. Because I had a lot of discouragement. Yeah, yeah. You know. That means people telling you no. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? You yeah. know. What are you doing with your life? You're yeah. doing what you want to do. Yeah. You know. It, you know. If you want to get in this business, you know, go for it. But you have to be able to. Well, not be able. You have to be willing to sacrifice. Yeah. And you know, if you want to sell records, you're going to have to tour. Yeah. And you have. You see, the club thing has changed so much. When you and I were going out to clubs, yeah. it's like you go out. You could go out every night. Yeah. And something was happening. Yeah. But you can make your own scene, because that's basically what like the punk movement was. Sure. We made our own scene because sure. nothing was available to us, yeah. and we made our own music. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, really good, and uh, so uh, the uh, the plan is get the album recorded, then you'll have enough for gigs. So you release the record, and you'll be doing <laughs> you'll be playing Cabaret Della. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be playing. I'll be opening up for you, well, Steve. Uh, doing a great job, music directing. Yeah, well. We're getting, we're getting a little company in here from cats. From my telephone, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But you really good job you're doing here, and uh, incredible. I look forward to hearing the rest, brother Matt. Yeah, thank you having you guys down. Yeah, thank you, so you. for always aiding an event. Essentially, like Certainly. you always do here at Love Grotto and Pleasure Point in the Wild Kingdom. My uh, pleasure, guys. Is it is it sweaty up there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Man. It's bad. Okay. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, Steve. Thank yeah, you. Mike, thank okay. you. Yeah, thank Everybody you. out there, keep your powder dry.